Good morning. Uh, actually, have no idea what time it is for you, but for me, it is 6.22 a.m. on a Tuesday. So real quick about Tuesday, I was at a um, neighborhood cookie wine exchange Christmas extravaganza thing last night and one of them told me that she we were talking about like baby names because a few of them are pregnant and this one person that they know named oh she's not listening named their kid uh tuesday but instead of d-a-y it was d-e-e -E, so it's like tuesday hey my name's tuesday and i just um feel really bad for that person, so hope that they're not listening. I, I like the name, not really, I hate it. Um, but anyway, happy holidays. I have also realized that I use the term happy holidays throughout the entire year for like awkward situations that you know you can be in. Like uh, for example, you're at a store, ma'am your card's been declined, oh happy holidays. <laughs> you know, uh, hey, I uh, no longer see a future with you. Happy holidays, someone cuts you off in, tra in traffic. Happy holidays. You know, it's just, it's a great term to use and um, I think we should use it more often. I also was thinking that it would be nice if I did this on YouTube. I never would because of the clothing choices that I wear when I record these podcasts. Um, but if I did it on YouTube, then you could see when I'm like pausing to take a sip of alcohol or to, you know, put my hand over the mic and yell at Henry for chewing on the coffee table. Like it would, it would be um, easier and, and it would make more sense why I pause here and there. I was asking my friends for like feedback on the podcast. They're like, one, it sounds like you're screaming. I'm like, have you met me? Like, are you listening to this FaceTime that we're on? Like I'm always screaming. And um, two, I was like, can you hear the pauses? Because sometimes I hit pause when like, Paul, my mailman, comes to the door and Henry acts like a attack dog or he sees a lizard outside and goes nuts and wants to eat the blinds. You know what I mean? So sometimes I pause it and then I have to restart it. And I'm like, can you hear that? And they're like, no, but now that you said it, I probably will. So hello, look out for the pauses. Uh, just me doing something. But if I, it was on YouTube, then you know, I could be like, oh, hold on one second. Like, okay. You know what I mean? But I will never do that because um, that's just dangerous. But my voice in the morning, speaking of dangerous, I feel like my voice in the morning is like a little raspy, a little dangerous, little, no. Um, so I thought I'd take a stab at recording it right when I wake up, when I have the most amount of energy. Um, but yeah, so last night I put on my story um, about my tattoos and uh, the fact that I've gotten them both removed. Hold on, I'm gonna, <coughs> excuse me. Uh, <laughs> and thought I would just knock out the answer here. So I had two tattoos, hand on heart, the ugliest tattoos I have ever seen. I remember getting them done and being like, hell yeah, these are sick. Got them like two days after I turned 18. My parents wanted to disown me and I would have too if I saw how ugly they were, okay? So what I did is um, I put my 95 pound labs, like the dog, paw print in paint, and then had it transferred to a tramp stamp. 
Okay, so I didn't call it a tramp stamp because it wasn't directly above my butt crack, but it was on the back of my left rib cage. And if you've ever seen a 95 pound dog, like picture moose, his paws are fucking huge. They're like the size of my hand, okay? So I got that transferred onto my lower back and then I got it shaded in. And when you shade in a tattoo, it's very dark. It's very deep into your skin and it's very ugly. It was kind of, it looks like a bear. Um, and it was just ugly as sin. And, uh, then I had, uh, his name Bailey underneath it in like a writing where it was like cursive, kind of looked a little Halloween-y, just the ugliest font you could get, okay? And then I was like, you know what? Double trouble, going for another one, hit me. And I got the quote, <clears throat> which I love and fully stand by. It's better to be hated for who you are than to be loved for who you're not, which practically means fuck you if you don't like me, which again, totally stands by. Got, got it in um, a smooth Comic Sans font. Very uh, hideous is the only word that really comes to mind. Across my shoulder blades, okay? So just, you know, and I'd love to show it off. I was like, oh my gosh, this is sweet. So I wore, you know, tube tops all the time. I wore tank tops where you could see it. It was huge. And there was something about it. I don't know if it was the Comic Sans font, but there was something about it that was so, so trashy. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I think I had it for approximately two years. And I was like, you know what? I'm real. like, I remember being at an amusement park in Charlotte and like these women coming up to me and their nasty ass nails kind of like... They were reading it and like following along like it was in fucking Braille. And they were like, what's that say? And I was like, bitch, don't touch me. And then I was like, I have to get this fucking shit removed. And it took me, you know, six months to figure out if it's then or than. Like, it's better to be hated for who you are than to be loved for who you're not or then. So they made the E and the A kind of look like both, you know? So like no one could really question it. They're like, is it an E or an A? And I was like, I don't know. But you know, it's, uh, it's, you know, the song, it's not Van Halen, but it's something like that. And it's called help somebody. And, uh, I put it on my story, but <clears throat> I'll sing it for you. Cause it's better to be hated for who you are than be loved for who you're not. And, um, <clears throat> that was tattooed on my back, but the removal process is fucking terrible. Okay. It took me and it's, 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 it's so expensive it takes so long and it hurts so bad. So kids, if you're listening, don't get a trashy tattoo. I'm all for tattoos. My brother's covered head to toe in tattoos and I think they're sick. Some of them are very ugly and I will tell him that to his face. Um, love you, bro. But, but, but think about it. Okay. Like don't get just, just maybe don't, but to remove them, you, here's my tip. One, always make sure you're going to a place that has a Pico Sure laser. I mean, they've been, they're pretty much 100% removed. Uh, if you look really closely, they kind of look like veins now. So like sometimes when I get a massage, people are like, what, what? Uh, I'm like, I just got a tattoo removed. Or, you know, someone is just blessed enough to see me butt naked and they're like, mm, does that say 
does that say someone's name? I'm like, oh, it's my dog's name. Then you got to explain it to him. It's just a fucking process. Um, just kidding. Nobody ever sees me naked, dad. Don't worry. Um, what was he saying? Oh yeah. So in, you know, the last time that I had a session was probably like a year and a half ago. And here's the kicker. When you're first starting to get it done, okay, you go in and they do the laser. It, it takes like five minutes. Like it's very quick. They're just going, you got to put on like the sunglasses and shit, but it's so painful. It's literally like burning your skin. I pass out the first like 10 times. No, the first like five times hurt the worst and they hurt so bad. I literally blacked out from the pain. Like I had to be laying down because the first time I got it done, I like almost fainted. Um, but it is, I'm also a huge, huge baby. So keep that in mind, but it hurts so bad. Not going to lie. If you have some sort of pain tolerance, then that's awesome. But it's literally a laser, like burning your skin. It's, it's, um, it's breaking up the ink and making you like digest the ink quickly. So that like can't be good for you. But anyway, um, I forget how much money it was, but every time you go, it's like multiple hundreds of dollars and, and you have to go so many times. Like, so you do it once it gets a little bit removed and then you have to wait, you know, let's say like six weeks. I'm kind of making this up because I forget it's been so long. You wait six weeks, then you go back and then you have to wait three months because it's like the, the process is like still working when you leave and then you get it done. And then you have to wait four months and then you have to wait six months. And there was a point at the end where you have to wait like eight months in between because there's no point in getting another session. Like it doesn't speed it up anyway. There's my very unhelpful tips, but, uh, and I did it between Charlotte and Atlanta. I can't, I do, I don't even remember where I went in Atlanta. It was like Georgia Laser Institute. I honestly don't fucking know, Um, but just call around, like just Google it. And uh, try to find somewhere that has a Pico Sure laser because the Pico Sure laser came out, or like people started to realize that it worked really well, like halfway through me getting it removed. I think in total it took like four and a half, five years and thousands of dollars to get it removed because the price also depends on how big it is. And like, tr- just imagine a shaded in paw print that is so much ink, and you're trying to, it's, it's a joke. Don't get trash tattoos, okay? Anyway, um, okay, so was looking through the emails that y'all were sending me. Some of them are hilarious. Some are like pictures of dogs and kids and videos of your kids, and they're so fucking cute. Some of them are really bizarre questions that I'll get to at some point. Um, but I noticed a common trend, and and when I and when I asked on my Instagram, um, a lot of people were in the mood for like motivation, goal setting, that kind of shit. That is my jam. If you um have ever heard me like rant on my Instagram or you've gone to like my advice highlight. I talk and love to talk about like money and goal setting and uh, like being self-disciplined and uh, the reputation that you have with yourself, um, that kind of stuff. So I thought that I would get into it. I went and flagged five, it's either four, I think it's five questions that I'll go through. Um, let me say this. Okay. Um, one, I talk in a circle. 
as you guys probably know by now. And sometimes I land the plane and sometimes I don't. If I don't actually answer the question, I'll probably get back to it at some point. But sometimes I get excited and I go off on tangents. Um, two, I'm pretty, I'm like 99% sure Lauren Bostick says this uh, from the Skinny Confidential. Take what you love, leave what you don't, okay? When you're listening to anything, um, take what, not everything is going to, is going to relate to your life. Not everything is going to make sense for you. Not everything you're going to necessarily like agree with. Um, but take what you love, leave what you don't. What I try to do whenever I listen to a podcast or I read a book, um, I always like, if I'm reading a physical book, I always have a highlighter with me because I just want to take out little pieces that I love. Not everything is going to relate to me. I'm not going to like, um, for example, the book, uh, winning and the book relentless. They're both by Tim Grover, one of my favorite authors, like highly recommend them. I have that both books highlighted like a motherfucker and I will just go back and, you know, open it and I'll read a snippet from it and I'll be like, hell yeah, like needed to hear that. Um, but anyway, but some of the stuff that he says, I don't agree with like some of the stuff, Ed Milet, one of my favorite, um, podcasts to listen to some of the stuff. I don't agree with what he says. And that doesn't make him wrong and it doesn't make me right and it doesn't make me wrong or him right um just kidding he's probably he's 100% right all the time um I just whatever so just wanted to say that um also some uh one I I don't have all the answers I don't um I'm not like I'm not I'm not Tony Robbins I'm not trying to be um I do consume so much of that content though that I have those thoughts in my brain so you can kind of picture me as someone who you know like loves to consume that kind of content and then will spit out the stuff that has applied to my life to you so anyway don't have all the answers don't picture myself as someone who is successful nor should like really have the opportunity to have a podcast to speak but you know here I am speaking of that one of the greatest tips that I can ever give someone or things that I have learned is that watch the content that you consume Okay. And that is social media. That is the TV shows that you watch. That is the the things that you listen to, the people you surround yourself with. Because if you just elevate your life a little bit by instead of watching three hours of Bravo or, you know, not that there's anything wrong with that, but maybe trade out an hour of that and listen to a podcast that can change your life. Like I'm always thinking you are one conversation. You are one podcast. You are one person meeting someone away from a completely different life. Like your life can literally change in one day, in one hour, in one conversation. And if you have, if you like open yourself up to the opportunity to listen to something that's maybe motivational or to go have a conversation with someone who's smarter than you or more successful than you, like go do it because those simple things is what moves the needle. Those things are what can change your life. Moose, can you stop licking your non-existent balls? Holy shit. Like if you think about your life as a sum of decisions that you make, like SUM, like take a day in your life, right? It's just a sum of decisions that you make. Like, am I going to go to the gym today or am I not? Am I going to have a conversation with someone who gossips and just makes me feel like shit? Or am I going to go have a conversation with 
someone who can challenge me and makes me think differently? Am I going to watch this sort of Instagram story? Am I going to watch this sort of Instagram story? And no, not every single day, 100% of your decisions are going to be the best decisions for you. But in my opinion, if you think about like, you know, if I wanted to lose a couple pounds, right? I don't fully believe that 100% of your meals should be 100% clean. But if you can make more good decisions than bad, then I think that you're going to be okay. So think about the choices that you make on a daily basis and try to make more good decisions for yourself than not. Like watch, watch the decisions that you make. You know what I mean? So, um, another thing, and I can't remember if I've already said this, but don't be the smartest person in your life. Like I am 100% the dumbest person in my circle. Um, and I love that. Like I want people who are better than me, smarter than me, more creative than me. Um, and, and that goes to like, if these people aren't physically in your life, I'm very, very lucky where the people that I surround myself with, like actually physically surround myself with are incredible, incredible human beings. If you don't have that luxury, literally it's a luxury that I have, then surround yourself with content like that. There is so much content available to you, podcasts, books, even in like social media channels, like go follow some people who are um, maybe in the same line of work as you, or they do something that you want to do. They talk about parenting, whatever it is that you want to be better at, go consume that content, go surround yourself with people who are smarter and better and, and where you want to be. You know what I mean? Okay, so I'm going to kind of take the first two questions that I flagged and put them into one. Again, I'm not going to sit here and read the compliments, but I appreciate you guys um, so, so, so much. So one of them said, Gretch, you seem to be so successful at almost everything you do, <laughs> which is, I laugh because it's just so fucking not true. Um, can you give us a background on your working experience and uh, kind of life before Instagram and this podcast. And then this, the second one said, Hey, blah, blah, blah. I'm 10 years younger than you and look up to you so much. You're like the older sister. I don't have an pretty much my idol. LOL. Wow. That is, um, I'm going to find you. So I'm going to find you someone who doesn't burp on a podcast to be your idol. What would you tell yourself at 21 years old? Wow. That was 10 years ago. Fuck. I'm so old. Um, okay. So I won't go through like my whole, debacle of, um, the past, like what, 15 years of working, but I, you know, have been financially cut off from my parents for a very, very, very long time. Like I went to college and every single thing was on me. Right. So I worked 40 hours a week in college as a bartender and server. Um, if you guys watch my Instagram stories, you might've seen that like when I went to Australia, I couldn't get approved for any more student loans. So had to pay, it was like four, it was like six grand and then 10 grand. And it ended up being like 20 grand in cash just to go on that trip. So anyway, I have just, everything has always come out of my pocket. I worked, you know, I started working under the table when I was like 14, 15 years old. Um, then I worked at Panera, shout out, best job ever, made 525 an hour, fucking crushed it. Um, I have this weird obsession with assembly lines. I have no idea why, but you know, certified trainer, age 16, wore a different color visor, 
you know, clean toilets. People used to come in and, you know, hot box the bathroom, which means, if you don't know what that means, uh, they walk in, lock the door, and smoke a bunch of weed. And I didn't really do, well, not really do drugs. I did not do drugs. I didn't even drink, really, in high school. But anyway, I would be tagged with cleaning the bathroom, so I'd go in there and get, you know, secondhand high. What's it called? Contact high? (laughs) And then I would go and eat, you know... 45 uh, cinnamon rolls. So anyway, I was telling this to my neighbors last night. If you ever need to like clean out your system, just go uh, to Panera and get a chai tea latte. I used to make it in the back and it's like an inch or two of chai tea and then like four and a half gallons of half and half. So that shit goes through you like lava. Um, But yeah, anyone needed a hot tip for uh, cleaning out your system. There it is. And then let's see. And then I, I went and, you know, was a server through high school. And uh, then when I went to college, you know, did the whole bartending, that kind of thing. It's wild. And you can make a shit ton of money. Uh, I bartended on Ocean Boulevard um, and we would put like the automatic uh, 15% gratuity on the checks, but you couldn't really see it. So, <laughs> you know, because for some odd reason, when people go to Myrtle Beach, they're just like, oh, I don't have to tip. Um but it was crazy. Did a little coyote ugly dancing, which is pretty much just wearing denim flavored, not flavored shit, <laughs> denim shaped underwear and dancing on a bar. And I, you know, we had like choreographed dances. I can't remember that shit for the life of me. So I kind of just turned around and like shaked, shaked, shook, shook my butt in front of people and they would stuff, you know, $20 bills in my boots. And that's class. So, but you got to do what you got to do when, you know, I have always, uh, said this, but when you do like, I, you know, love my dad more than anything, you know what I mean? But I didn't have, um, I couldn't like call him up and be like, Hey, or my mom, Hey mom, dad can't afford my rent. Um, you know, can you help me out? Like that didn't exist. Hey, I'm not going to be able to pay my car payment. Can you help me out? Hey, I, I, you know what I mean? I didn't have that outlet. So when you are put in that situation, which is fine, um, don't regret it. Like made me who I am, like have zero regrets, zero resentment about it, but it makes you just have to figure it the fuck out. Like that is how, that's like one of the, the, um, I guess one of my favorite things things about me without sounding narcissistic here, um, is that I will always just figure it out. If I, you know, lose my job it, and, and that goes back to like this risk that I took, which I'll maybe get into in a minute if I can ever land the fucking plane is I quit a cushy sales job in corporate America to do what I actually wanted to do, which, and I wake up every single day without an alarm clock. Like I can actually do whatever I want every single day of my life. I get to dictate it. I only report to myself like that is the fucking dream. Right. And I took the risk of leaving corporate America to do this 100% full time because I trust myself. I have, and self-confidence is just the reputation that you have with yourself, right? I have proven to myself and it makes me sometimes emotional, but I have proven to myself time and time and time again, that I will just figure it the fuck out. If for some odd reason, you know, this whole, the Instagram, the podcast, whatever it is, if that doesn't work out, that is okay. I will figure it the fuck out. I have zero problem going and getting a job at Panera. If they don't hire me back, like, fuck them. Like, big mistake. Big, huge. Um, But you know what I mean? Like, 
if you have that self-confidence in where am I going? Um, I'm not sure. Let me, let me circle back. Right. So, okay. Go to, wow. Go to college, do all of that. And then I get out of college, have a business marketing degree from coastal Carolina, like crushing it, um, get declined from like seven sales jobs in a row. Knew I wanted to be in sales. If I could go back or if I could give advice to anyone at the age of 21, this is my opinion, get into sales. If you, like I used to stress out, right? And I think that in the school system in America, whatever, and probably the world, we put so much pressure on kids. Like, what are you gonna be? Who do you, what do you wanna do? It's like, if you don't know that you wanna be a nurse or a doctor, or a lawyer, you're kind of made to feel like, oh, well, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? It's like, I don't fucking know. Like, I, all that I know is a skill of mine is that I can talk to a wall, and I can, you know, build relationships with people, and I move at a really fast pace. That is sales, okay? If you, like, sales is all about building relationships. So if you can talk to people, and you want to work, you have to want to grind it out, get into sales. Like if I was talking to anyone at that age, get into sales. And in, again, my opinion, make as much money as you can focus on, you know, doing what you like. Like if you like to be in sales, then it truly, I mean, it does a little bit, but it doesn't really matter what you're selling, right? Like I was in staffing and recruiting and that's pretty much just selling people, to be completely honest. If you've ever been in staffing or recruiting, do you hear that plane? I live somewhat close to a little uh, airport that has the private jets, rich people, and uh, <clears throat> they just fly overhead all the time, and it's so fucking annoying. Um, okay, sorry, not gonna, you know, re-listen to that circle and circle and circle that I just talked in. So hope it added any value. If it didn't, I'm sorry, and just stop listening. Give me one star, like probably deserve it. It's fine. When I think about someone in, you know, fresh in their career, right? And again, this is just my opinion. If I were to go back, I don't have any regrets and I would do the same thing. My friends, family, whatever, they used to kind of poke fun at me. They're like, why are you so obsessed with your career? Like all that you talk about is work. You work, you know, 60 hours a week. Like you should be out enjoying blah, blah, blah. I get that. But one, I didn't have another choice. Okay. I didn't have the luxury to kind of relax and take it easy and take a week off or whatever. Like I depend on myself and I depended on only myself and I will always be in that position, if that makes sense. Like we're not going to get into the whole man thing and women who depend on men to find it. No, no, no. Like never. Like I had a sign above my desk that said your career will never wake up and tell you that it doesn't love you one day. Like that is how I have always thought, blah, 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 whatever. So you'll hear people who say, you know, maybe like successful people who are in their 30s, 40s, 50s, whatever, like, oh, it's so, you know, you got to take a step back and you got to relax. And they're talking about that now, right? They're like, oh, I have a, maybe they're super, super successful. And they're like, I have a private jet and I have this beach house and it's so, that's awesome. But what maybe they're not telling you or you're not realizing or whatever is that for years and years and years and years, <clears throat> excuse me, they grinded it out. Like they worked their asses off and did and made sacrifices and didn't go to these parties and didn't go to these events so that they can now live that life. And that is not for everyone, but for me, 
one, it's kind of what I had to do. But two, I haven't, this is not to like say, I never, like my biggest fear is that I, is that, um, I never want to come off as like, I'm bragging, but I'm just telling you my experience. But I, for the last year have never set an alarm. I literally report just to myself. I can do whatever I want all day long. Right. Like already said that, but I, I am not in this spot because I got lucky or because I like took it easy. I made a lot of sacrifices. Like I literally love to work, but you have to grind it out. Like in my opinion, there's no such thing as work-life balance. Like people who say that, oh, I need a work-life balance. Well, that's kind of saying that like what you do for work isn't part of your life. And to me, that doesn't make sense. Like that's like saying your bed doesn't need to be comfortable, even though you sleep in it for eight hours a night. You know what I mean? Like your, your work, no matter what you do is, is your life. It's, it's part of it. So I hate when people it, like hate as in, I kind of feel bad when people have the mentality of like, oh, I'm going to go to a job for eight hours a day. And it's, I don't consider it part of my life, aka I'm not going to try to be the best at it that I can and I'm just going to get through it. Like that is so much of your life that you spend in that mental state. And I have been there like my last job before I quit and said, fuck this, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to Instagram. Um, like I hated it. It was so boring and it was not made for me. And it was, you know, a blessing. Honestly, it was the best thing that ever happened to me because I hated it so much that I put so much into my Instagram and that changed my life. But like, if you, this is a different topic. Uh, (laughs) If you don't like what you're doing, I challenge you to dig deep and figure out your skills. Ed Milet says, says this, take an inventory of your gifts, okay? Every single person on this planet has a gift and like 10% of people actually capitalize on it. Like everyone has something to give the world. If me, a C student cheated her way through college, paid people to do her papers so that she could graduate, like can't spell, can't read, can somehow have her own LLC, EIN, my CPA and financial advisor have to talk to each other because I can't be the middleman because I have no fucking clue what they're saying. Like if I can do it, I promise that you can do it. Take an inventory of your gifts and your skills. What are you the best at? What are you good at? Do you have an actual like trade skill? You don't have to think of something new. Like I am not doing something new. I just saw a hole in the marketplace, in my opinion, that I thought that I could capitalize on. Okay. So I looked at social media and said, hey, there is a gap in this market. Like there aren't enough people who are just themselves, don't have filters on their mouth, don't uh, try to do the same thing that everyone else is doing. I have, in my opinion, like I like to be on social media. I like to do that. So I said, fuck it. I'm going to try this. And luckily it worked out. So in it, and this was a question, but I'm, I guess I'm somehow getting to it is like, you know, not tips on how to quit your job, but like, how did you go through that thought process? 
it's everyone has and it makes me like so fired up to think that there are so many people in this world who are sitting on gifts and talents because you're too afraid to take the risk or you don't think that you're going to be good enough well if you're in a if you're sitting in corporate america and you have a job and you kind of like it then work that for eight hours, whatever. And and you don't think that you want to pursue it, right? You don't think you want to try to be the best at it, or you don't think that it's long-term. Then when you get home, you find an hour, find two hours, depends on your life and what you can give, right? But to go to, to start working on something that you actually want to do, there is so much time in a day. People like, okay, take families out of it, take that you don't have kids, right? This is because, again, can only talk from my experience. So I don't have kids. I don't have a husband. Um, I don't have any, like, it's just me. If you are in my position, right? Someone who they only, they only have themselves that they're responsible for. People say to me, oh, you're, you've done this. Wow. You've had this success. Wow. This is great. This is great. It's kind of like, well, yeah, like, it would be kind of weird if I didn't. And that's, again, just my mindset. But like, I have no one else that I'm responsible for. Why on God's name would I ever not take full fucking advantage of that? I hope, God willing, that I have children one day and a husband one day that I am then responsible for. And yes, I will have less time. But if you are in that that <clears throat> uh, like stage of your life where it's just you, Stop going home and binging on TikTok on stupid fucking videos and focus on something that can move the needle in your life, okay? If you have some sort of passion or you want to make a bunch of money or you want to help the world in some sort of way or you want to change the marketplace of something, go figure out how the fuck to do that. Stop going home uh, from your job that you don't like and eating shitty food. <laughs> Just <laughs> I can't say don't eat shitty food because I do all the time, but you know what I mean? Like do something that is going to move the needle in your life. Otherwise you are literally just wasting your talents, wasting your passion. Like in my, you believe in God, you believe in the universe, whatever you believe in, he, let's say God, right? He did not put those passions inside of you by mistake it's not like you're just coming up with these thoughts you know when you go to sleep and you're like oh shit like this is a really good idea capitalize on it like try it there are so many people who have these thoughts and you might be like oh so many people have a thought to create that blah blah, blah. well only one percent is going to actually capitalize on it let it be you so Anyway, to maybe answer the fucking question and add any sort of value, um, if I was talking to myself at 21, I would say, keep fucking going, like work, make as much money as you can. Like people get all weird and taboo about money. Like money is literally how you pay for the roof over your head and the food that you put on the table for you and your family or yourself, whatever it is. Like, why are we so weird about it? People say like, there's so, uh, there's probably 15 questions in here asking about being in debt, right? Like I was, you know, I came back from studying abroad in Australia, had less than $20 to my name and was 60 to eight. I can't even fucking remember how much is $60,000 in debt, let's say, right? What did I say? I looked at the ground, put my feet on it and said, I need to make fucking money. 
Like, I don't know why we get so weird about, oh, how much money? Uh, I don't want it's to. It's how you pay for, <laughs> it's how the world goes round. It's our economy. So um, I was in the position where you just have to make more money. If you are in debt, yes, you can, you know, try to save here and don't go out to eat. And you'll hear these like 10, these these people say, oh, here's my 10 step solution to getting out of debt. That's great. You need to make more fucking money. You need to get a second job. Highly recommend the book. Ego is the enemy because so many people they're in these positions and you know, they work a nine to five job that has a base salary that they can't, you know, they maybe get a raise every year, right? A 5% raise every year. You need to be, you need to either be in a job where you can control your income, AKA sales. I will always tell people if you have the per, if you have a personality where you can go and talk to people, which is 99% of people go into sales. Why go into a commission-based job? Why you control how much money you make? How uh, I will always be in that position. Hey, how hard I work is, is how much money I make. I will never, I never want to be capped by a, a, by a salary. I never want someone to tell me, Hey, you worked real hard this year. Here's a $2,000 raise on your salary. Like, fuck that. Um, what was I saying? Oh, so if you are in debt, go make more money, remove your ego, remove your pride and go get a bartending job. I don't care how old you are. Who gives a fuck? Like if you're in debt, do you, do you care more about what someone thinks that, you know, you have to work two jobs or that you're $20,000 in credit card debt? Like there, you gotta, you gotta make a choice there. You gotta choose your hard, like go get a second job, make more money and get out of debt. It blows my motherfucking mind when I, and I mean this with love, <laughs> when people, you know, they're like, oh, I, I just don't have any time. Okay. Well, tell, tell me your day. <laughs> You woke up at seven o'clock. You went to work at eight o'clock. You got home at five. You went to, you can't, there's, there's no time. Like it's 5 PM. You got the whole night. You got weekends. Maybe instead of going out to the bars on the weekends, you are a bartender or you do something else. Anyway, make more money. Okay. That is, uh, the biggest, <sighs> I hate to say tip, like I'm supposed to have answers. Um, this is again, just my advice, but you have to make more money. Okay. I don't want to make these too long for you guys. Like the, the episode, not my well-winded, an well-winded answer. Well, long-winded answer. Wow. Okay. Um, this question I love, blah, 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 blah. Can you please go into goal setting? How often you set goals, what they look like, etc. Um, yes, hundred percent love goals. Um, I tell my team this all the time. Your goals should be on your fucking mirror. They should be on your fridge. I personally put them all on my fridge. Um, they should be somewhere where you see them every single day. Okay. And goals are just dreams. If they're not trackable, if they're not measurable, like these goals need to be measurable and you should be looking at them a lot and you should be thinking about them a lot. Um, and there's two, there's two sides to this, right? There's like your goals that are trackable and then there's your 
Why? Why do you put your feet on the ground in the morning? When you're having a shitty ass day, when you're having a slow month, whatever it is, why do you do what you do? Okay. We spend so much time working, trying to make a living, uh, trying to change something, whatever it is that you do, why do you do it? You have to dig deep into your soul and figure out why you want to do shit. Okay. Because no one is a hundred percent motivated all the time. It doesn't happen. No, you have to have self-discipline. You have to, to, you know, push yourself when you don't want to push yourself, but you also need to be thinking about why you're doing what you're doing. Why are you on this planet? Why do you spend so much time working, right? Like why you have to have that. Um, so there's a couple different things on that, but first, as far as goals, like they are obviously going to be different for everyone and for any sort of like they're different for every single person, right? But so I'm just going to speak for myself. I have monetary goals on there. I have goals with my new skin business on there. I have goals with this um, Instagram. I don't have goals for the podcast yet because I don't even know what the fuck I'm doing. I'm just trying to correctly record a podcast, not record without clicking record, you know, sort of thing. So one day I'll get there, but they have to be trackable, right? Like I love literally old school, getting out a piece of paper and writing down like December, 2021 goals, monetary goal, Instagram, something to do with that. Um, and have it and then write a little, uh, square box next to it and check it off when you hit it or, you know, I have it, I have it by the month, every single, uh, month, the first of the month, I write out the goals. I look back at November. Hey, what did I do? If I need to move one of those goals over to, uh, December, then that's what I do. And then I have a huge sheet that has 2021, like as a whole, as a whole year, I have a five year goal list. Like I love to set goals because I love, like, <laughs> I'm in i I'm a very competitive person, but I'm also just work for myself. So I just compete against myself. Like I've no one else to compare myself to sort of thing. So I'm always taking a step back. Hey, how am I doing for 2021? Hey, I said by 2025, this is what I want my net worth to be. This is what I want to own. This is blah, blah, blah. Like I have those trackable, measurable goals. For this side of what I'm talking about, they can't just be like, I want to be happy or I want to, you can't track that. Okay. Well, I'll talk about that in a second, but they have to be trackable things. And I highly suggest, and it de again, it depends on what work you're in, what the goals actually are, but do you need to look at them weekly? Do you need to look at them daily? Do you have a goal that every single day you want to do X, Y, and Z? Like you got to kind of think of that for yourself, depending on, you know, what the goal actually is, but make them trackable and look at them. If you, I get so fired up about this. Like I, I used to have people in my life and they would say, Oh, it's just your job. Like, Oh my God. Like why? Blah, blah, blah. What is the point of, <laughs> uh, not what is the point of living, but what is the point of doing all of this if you can't celebrate yourself, if you can't crush a goal, like how good does it feel when you fucking crush something? Like why would you not put yourself in a position to celebrate yourself, right? Like start small. If your goal is, let's say to, I don't know, 
walk your dog every, I hope you're walking your damn dog every day. Um, like go to the gym every day, like put it on your fridge, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, uh, however many days you want to go to the gym and celebrate that, like start that granular, like, and see how good that feels to, to celebrate yourself because what is self-confidence? Self-confidence is the reputation that you have with yourself. People say, hey, Gretch, how are you so confident? How did you have the self-confidence, which is what it was, to literally quit your cushy sales job and take the risk to do Instagram, whatever this whole dance is, full time? That is because I have proven to myself time and time and time again that I am trustworthy. If I say I'm going to do something, I am fucking going to give 100% of myself until it is done. It is Sometimes I hit that goal and sometimes I don't. But I know that I looked at it every single day and I said, I'm going to fucking crush this, okay? So it's all the reputation you have with yourself. So if you say, like, just take, you know, the gym. I don't know why I always talk about the gym like I'm some super fit person because I'm not. Um, but... Like if you tell yourself that you're going to go to the gym today and you don't, you are literally lying to yourself. You are letting, not lying, you're letting yourself down, okay? And think about people that you trust, okay? Sometimes it takes time to trust them. Sometimes it takes them showing up and proving to you that they can be trustworthy. It is the same with yourself. You say, yes, I will do that for you, boss. Oh, yes, friend, I will come support you at this event. Um, yes, I'm very, very tired, but I will come and do this for you, husband, blah, blah, blah. Like, you do things for people all the fucking time. Do shit for yourself, okay? Like, if there's any sort of change of season in your life, like, make it now and make it be about your fucking self. Like, you are the, you should be, this is my opinion, you should be the most important person in your life at all times, okay? And again, I don't have children, I don't have a husband, but when I think about, you know, my future life, I can't get, you can't pour from an empty cup, okay? It's a very well said saying. <laughs> like, I if I am taking care of myself, if I have self-confidence within myself, if I treat myself 100% the best that I can, then I am going to do, one, the same for other people, and two, am going to expect the same from other people. Therefore, I will not be settling for dog shit. We are going into a much deeper topic, or different topic, not deep. Um, but you know what I mean? Like, you have to prove to yourself that you are trustworthy, okay? Because you can't pour from an empty cup if you don't feel good about yourself, if you don't, uh, if you're not proud of yourself. If I'm not proud of myself, I think that it would be very hard to be proud of other people, right? Maybe not, I don't know. Not sure if really any of that made sense, but on the other side of goal setting is your why, right? Like, why do you do this? Why do you put your feet on the ground in the morning? And that has to, that's something obviously so different for so many people, right? Like one of, hi dad, not sure if you're listening to this, but one day, oh, this, one day I would love to retire my dad, right? Like he works 60 plus hours a week, every single week has since I was born, like is technically a retired fireman, but still works 
60 hours a week, just had a full hip replacement and just gets up, starts working. Like that's where I get my work ethic from a hundred percent. But I would love for that man to not (laughs) would love for him to not have to do that. So when I'm not feeling motivated and I am feeling like I could take a break, I think of that and I say, no, maybe I need to take a break. Maybe I need to recharge, but now I need to come back 10 times stronger. So ever again, it's going to be completely different for a lot of people. But if, in my opinion, if you don't have that, then how, ha- I mean, it's not like magic when people are self-motivated, right? Like I do get asked that question a lot. Like, Hey, you're on all the time. And you, you see, you've been, you know, so motivated for like 15 years that you've been working. How is that? And like I said, goals can't, goals have to be trackable and measurable. But I also, on the other side of that, like I envision my life in my future. And that's like, you know, I envisioned it five years ago to be completely 100% transparent. I have in a, not a diary, but in a journal that I will be my own boss by the time I'm 30. Okay. And that happened. So I am huge on manifesting. I'm huge on just putting things out into the universe, but I also know what I want my life to look like. And that's why it's very easy for me to say, oh, okay, I need a little bit of a break. 100% agree on doing that. Um, But then I need to come back 10 times stronger. So think about like a lot of people say, oh, I just want to, I just want to be happy. Uh, You know, I'll, I'll feel like I hit my goals when I'm happy. Oh, well, being happy is not trackable, but what does that look like? Why are you happy? Are you happy because you're out of debt? Are you happy because you have X, Y, and Z in your person in your life? Like, why are you happy? Why do you feel free? Why do you feel at peace? Like, why? And then work backwards on those things, okay? We can't just be saying, oh, I'm gonna be happy if you don't even know what that looks like. You have to paint a picture for yourself. And again, I've been talking for like 50 minutes right now, but what is the point of it all if you don't have something, someone, aka yourself, to work for? to do all of this life is so shitty sometimes there are so many hard things that people go through and there's so much chaos and negativity and whatever in the world like be your own positive light and crush some fucking goals I don't care if it's to be the best mother that you've ever seen in your entire life well what does that look like what, how, how would you claim yourself as the best mom? How would you claim yourself as the best husband, as the best, um, you know, plumber, as the best uh, cashier at Panera? I also believe in that. This is another different topic. But whatever you're doing, if you, it, it, let's say that you're not, you know, let's say you're working at Panera. And you're not in the season of life where you're thinking about, you know, the next project that you're going to work on or a side hustle or whatever it is. But let's say that you are a cashier at Panera. Be the best fucking cashier that Panera has ever fucking seen. I mean, you won't beat me like I should be, you know, on the the world famous Panera cashier line, bacon turkey bravo maker. But be the best at what you are doing, because otherwise, what is the point? 
What is the point? You're literally just going through life like every single day being a mediocre cashier at Panera. Don't be the best. Like prove to yourself, like you, I promise you the world would be so much happier. We would all be so much happier with ourselves if we just tried and tried and tried to be the best. Tony Robbins says this, the opposite of, oh God, I hope I say this right. Shit. Don't want to misquote the goat. Um, I think it's like the opposite of depression is progress. I'm like 99% sure that's right. The opposite of depression is progress. If you are not progressing in your life, AKA crushing goals, setting a goal, working really hard to hit it. If you're not doing that, that's when people slip into states of depression. I can think of like people in my life who are definitely in a state of depression and it's because they've been doing the same thing year after year after year and they're not taking a step back they're not taking an inventory of their gifts and they're not saying okay what can I do differently in my life to hit some goals make it small work backwards but fuck guys like let me see if there's any other questions did I answer any uh, <laughs> hold on one second. Let me hit pause and read my emails. Okay, I think we're good. There were a lot more, but maybe we'll um, do a second one. I hope that added some sort of value. There is no fucking way that I'm re-listening to that because it'll probably make me cringe in my fucking toenails to know how much I just talked in a, in a circle. I hope um, it helped at least one person though like truly if there's anything that I could wish for you it's that you realize that the world is waiting on you to capitalize on your talents and maybe you are using your talent and your gift right now and maybe you can just take it up a notch or maybe it's something that you need to start working on from the hours of 6 p.m to 8 p.m every single night until it's something that you can a hundred percent focus on you know what I mean? Like every single person, it's what it gives me full body chills to think about. Like every single person in this world has some sort of talent or gift that the the rest of the world could benefit from. Okay. And I just hope and wish and pray that like everyone realizes that it's inside of them and you are literally why do I get so emotional? But you are literally made for greatness. You're made for more than what you're currently doing. I'm not talking about money, but you are made for greatness. Like it is inside of you. I promise you. So happy holidays. Um, next week is fucking Christmas, which is wild. Did not realize that until right now when I was looking at my calendar. Um, and I will. Uh, so next Thursday is the 23rd. Okay, so I will be home, um, but I will still, I'll do an episode next week before I leave. I think I leave on Wednesday. I don't even remember. Going home to see my papa and my brother and my nephew and my stepmom and everyone. Um, so yeah, I'll definitely try to get one out um, so that it releases on Thursday. But I hope everyone has a beautiful fucking week. I love you guys so much. Actually, let me leave you with this thought that I have so often because I see it everywhere and it needs to stop the term girl boss, girlpreneur, lady boss, lady owner, some CEO. I've seen one that's like CEO women, woman CEO. You are saying that the term, for example, boss 
is a male dominated term. Just say that she's a boss or you're a boss. You don't need to say girl boss. It is literally telling the world that you have to like clarify that you're a girl and a boss at the same time and you're pretty much telling the world that it's like rare or it's so exciting that you are a girl and a boss. Like the term boss does not have a dick attached to it. So let's just exile that term, shall we? Stop buying the t-shirts, don't put it in your Instagram bio. Like you're just a boss. If you're an entrepreneur and you're a female, that's awesome. But it you don't need to differentiate and it shouldn't be weird that you are both, okay? Women, we're the shit. Men, love you too, but women, we're the shit, okay? Uh, Christmas is next week. I hope everyone has a beautiful holiday. I am going home to my fam on Wednesday, I think. So I'm gonna try to record uh, an episode on Monday or Tuesday so that I can come out on Thursday and y'all can all sit around and get super drunk on Bailey's with your family and listen to me rant about, you know, probably nothing. Um, but I love you guys. Hope everyone travels safe. Be nice to each other. Don't be a fucking dick. Don't be a fucking dick in the airport, on the road to your family. If your family's a dick to you, just smile, be the bigger person. I know it's hard, trust me. Um, but anyway, uh, oh, what do I say at the end? Follow me on Instagram at GB Clark, no underscore. Uh, give me five stars on wherever you're listening to this. If you want, please, thank you, love you so much. Um, you can leave a review if you want. Um, you know, whatever, whatever you wanna do, but love you guys so much and uh, I'll see you next week, bye.